Hi everyone, welcome back to the Physionic channel. This week's video is a very special video. I think, honestly, I think every YouTuber says that about every single video. This is a special video. Well, this is a special video. I'm gonna be breaking up into a few different parts because there's a lot of information, a lot of details to get into, but this first part is going to be talking about Protein timing, but not just protein timing, also gonna be talking about the uh, kind of optimal amounts of protein that you should be consuming to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, and not just muscle protein synthesis, but body protein synthesis in general. So if you're interested in finding that out for health reasons or for performance reasons, being that to build muscle for health reasons or performance, or just to maintain muscular, uh, definition, whatnot, uh, then you've come to the right video. So, in a short, sweet, science-based video, you guys know what's coming up next. Let's get into the video. So you're young and you want to impress the ladies with a sleek physique, or you want to impress the guys by outlifting them in the gym. Well, both of those goals, protein matters. And it may be more nuanced than just shoving food that contains protein into your face. The first and most influential rule is shove food containing protein in your face until you've met your daily protein requirements. This is the singular most important rule of all. It rules them all but you don't need to go to Mordor to cast it into the flames of Mount Doom. You should cherish it. Rule number one, eat enough total protein by the end of the day. Rule number two, if you are active, there may be a slight advantage to consuming protein, not in a skewed fashion, but in a spread fashion, every three to four hours. The reason for this distribution is to maximize anabolic signaling, meaning more times in a day you can stimulate protein synthesis and knock down protein degradation. The more often you can do this, the understanding is that the more of a benefit you might see. To do this effectively, you should be consuming around 20 to 25 grams of protein or for more exactness, calculate it for your body around 0.24 grams per kilogram of body weight. You know what? Better yet, I'll let a specialist describe it. So the kind of rationale for a balanced or an even pattern of protein intake throughout the day comes from the dose-response relationship between the amount of protein consumed in the meal and the subsequent muscle protein synthetic response. So we know that in young adults, um, both at rest and, and post-exercise, about 20 grams of protein appears to be sufficient to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. And that dose has actually been refined to about 0.24 grams per kilogram body mass per meal. This dose doesn't come from nowhere. It stimulates protein synthesis almost maximally. However, if you wanted to stimulate protein synthesis maximally, there is data showing a 40 gram dose gets protein synthesis right around maximal levels, 
which means almost double the protein, only gives you a 10% increase in protein synthesis. Hence, the typical recommendation set around 20 grams per meal. My papa hates this expression. You must mean that it raises the question. Begging the question means something else entirely. So, I'll use it anyway. That begs the question, why not consume protein 15 times a day to stimulate protein synthesis all day long? Well, in theory that sounds good, but there are a number of reasons this won't work. The simplest is that you will be consuming a monstrous amount of protein, 20 to 40 grams, 15 times a day, is 300 to 600 grams of protein a day. That's a lot of protein. Keep in mind, you have a set number of calories a day, so you would need to consume considerably less of the other two macronutrients to accommodate. This might impact performance and health negatively. The more physiological explanation is related to a cap in protein synthesis, called the muscle full effect, which states that the body's cells will reduce protein synthesis back to baseline after a few hours, even in the presence of synthesis-stimulating amino acids. Finally, and maybe the most important, you'll be passing gas non-stop. Rule number three, you need to consume proteins that have high levels of leucine because it is leucine that stimulates protein synthesis. The gold standard is whey protein, but there are plenty of proteins that contain high levels of leucine. Now onto pre-sleep protein timing. Here's what the research, what, what's that? Wait till next week? Hmm. Okay, tune in next week for the most optimal, optimalized, optimum protein recommendations. So to round off the recommendations on protein, and like I said, this video is going to be split up into various parts because the article is rather detailed. Uh, but based on what we talked about in this video, Remember to, the most important thing is to consume total protein to make sure you're hitting your total protein. The second tier after that is to consume uh, multiple meals of high quality protein, 20 grams, 25 grams. You can look up a list of proteins that contain leucine. And of course, the third rule was that you should consume proteins that are rich in leucine. If that's whey protein or if that's another form of protein, that's perfectly fine. Whey protein is just kind of this gold standard because it has such a high leucine content. It has the highest, among the highest in leucine content. But there are many, many other proteins out there that have other levels of, of leucine and you can certainly just increase those and then you'll see similar amounts of leucine between both. So with that said, I will leave you there and I will hopefully have the pleasure of seeing you in the next video. Have an awesome, awesome week. See ya.